Welcome. Another, this will actually be a special episode of Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. As you can see, I'm with Mike Friedman. Uh, we're actually over the phone. He's not down here, but uh, we will uh, interact about the topic at hand, which is this, uh, this the fresh news of uh, uh, Kobe Bryant's uh, tragic death and how that has had uh, uh, an immediate impact and, and perhaps even a lingering impact. And before we get into the substance of that, thanks to the sponsors, of which Mike is notably one, but also Burbank Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Tops Canadian Upper Deck, as well as com and com. So, Mike, welcome to the show. And, um, you know, what what have you seen in your shop? I mean, you're, you're in the Denver area. We uh, are. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it just as crazy there as, it, as what I'm hearing from other places? I, it, it has really been interesting. I was actually at Pepsi Center getting ready for a game on Sunday when the news broke, and my son was in the locker room, and he was sharing some of the stories from there. These, the, the players are, I mean, at their Jordan. So, it's, it's really, it's really surreal. Um, you know, my first call is to the shop to say, look, if it's in the case, sell it. And, and I don't want to change the prices. I knew I had a few set aside and I, I didn't, I haven't put anything on Facebook. This is a really weird thing. Shops haven't, I mean, when Mantle passed, I spent that entire Sunday answering calls about how much more things are worth. And I, I think I quit answering the phone with an hour left of my shift that you didn't want to talk about it anymore. We have not had a superstar die or pass so close to their prime. We don't know what to do. We, I don't know what's right in, in, in terms of selling Kobe cards. People want to commemorate his life and, for those people who want to come in and buy a card, you can't really guess their motive. You just simply you get them a Kobe right. card. Um, and, and, you know, immediately there is such a, a, a rise in interest in his cards. Uh, people are selling out on eBay quickly. And, and, and really, I mean, the autographs, from what I understand, have, have just gone anywhere, well beyond anywhere that anybody anticipated. Um, this, is a, this is a truly loved person. And, and you know, you hated him if you played against him. I never wanted to be right. the Nuggets to beat anybody more than the Lakers, especially with Kobe. But after his career, and especially passing away the way he did with his, with his daughter, it, it's so much more of a humanizing thing. He's no longer Kobe the player to so many folks. He's Kobe the dad. Uh, hashtag girl dad. Yeah. Well, you know, I, he, uh, he's, you know, my, my generation, or you know, I'm, I'm older than you, is Roberto Clemente. You know, it, not, it actually was, I think, late 30s and, you know, was on a humanitarian mission and cut down his prime in a, in a, in a plane crash and uh, instantly in the Hall of Fame. And, and he went from being a, 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 a big star, big superstar to a huge superstar. Uh, immediately, but the hobby wasn't as developed in those days. And, and Kobe is not just, was not just a great basketball player; he was an ambassador for just uh, he he was a, a, a kind of a multimedia guy as well. So, so we don't we don't there's no script for this, uh, Mike. Other than uh, you know, I, I hope and I think I know from you know trying to be honorable in the sense that if this can be a way to promote people coming into the industry and 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 finding out about it and enjoying it. Uh, and that's a real positive. I'm, like I said, it's hard to figure out the motives. If somebody's come in to, to buy the cards you have and, and double the price and sell them to somebody else, that's, again, how do you know that, though? I think we've seen three things in the last four days, and that is people who are Kobe fans coming in who collected. Um, we're seeing people who used to collect coming back in, who we haven't seen in some while. And then we're also sure. seeing folks who have never collected before who simply, they, they don't know why, but they want a Kobe card. And uh, fortunately, we saw the bunch, and we're not, I, I, I don't, I don't know what gouging is. Um, you know, we're, we're used to things happening where when Terrell Davis went in the Hall of Fame, he immediately, he, his was a surprise and he waited a long time. And then he saw like a, a nice healthy jump in his prices because nobody anticipated it. When Ellie went in, I mean, even if you're a Browns fan and you hated right. John, you knew he was going in. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're selling Kobe still at 3 and 4 and $5 for, for base cards, which is in line with where they were. Um, we, we had one autographed card. And, I mean, I almost hesitate telling the story. Um, but, but here you go. So I knew we had it. I saw it before the weekend, and I didn't do anything special with it. And, and when Sunday came around, it wasn't my first thought, but one of my collectors asked me if I had a Kobe autographed card. I said, yes, I'm not going to hold back. Um, 
So I said, you know, what's fair? You you put the number on it. I didn't even want to touch it and put the number on it. And it was a nice beanie one. It was numbered out at 99. And I, I think, you know, it might have been something that might have sold for $200, $300 at one point. And he asked me if $500 is fair. And because he set the number, yeah. I felt comfortable with it. I felt like if yeah. I put it out there, it, it's kind of ghoulish to say, you know, you put it on your Facebook page, hey, I've got this Kobe auto, it's 500 And I, you know, people are still grieving at that point. This is the day after. Right, right. And we still are. He hasn't been buried. And, we're going to see memorials for, throughout the season. So I, I, I don't know. I did it. He came in the day and picked up the card. And like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. It's really weird. I, I've never had this feeling about selling a card where I felt awkward about it. You know, somebody comes in, they want to know what you sell them. And always, you don't think about it. Yeah. Um, I had a, I had a, I did an episode. It hasn't released yet. It'll be released in a little while, but with Joe Davis, our mutual friend, mm-hmm. and we were just talking about being an ethical dealer and how it is when, when setting prices, you know, I'm with the price guide guy and there's lots of ways to, to uh, check out what something's worth. But if you're a dealer and you want to be an ethical dealer and you're going to buy something or you want to be an ethical dealer and you want to sell something, then, um, you know, the, the kind of fair pricing, especially with especially with a local card shop, which he is and you are, but you also have a, a national footprint. But, you know, the you want, you want the repeat business of, of being fair to you and having an ethical standard that you're not going to be a gouger. And I know you do that, but it means leaving money on the table occasionally. I think in this instance, more than any more than any time that I can remember, it does. The, the Broncos had a player, Derek Williams, who unfortunately was shot, and he had a contender's autograph card. And I think I had three or four at the time, and um, you know, I didn't raise the price. People came in, they wanted to celebrate his life and, and commemorate it. And I hope that's what we're seeing with Kobe. And I understand full well, you know, we're in an industry where you, you buy it for one, you sell it for two, and that's a win, and, and good on you. And we celebrate that. You know, when people came in, there are Michigan right. fans who in 2000 bought Tom Brady, not because they thought he was going to turn into what he was. But but because they just liked him as a player, and granted they didn't have to spend a lot in 2000. We saw that uh, last year in Colorado with with Philip Lindsay, where he was a local player who wasn't drafted. Fortunately, came to the Broncos, and people early on just bought his cards because they happened to like him playing for Colorado. Um, so we celebrate things like that. We're used to, you know, it's like when you go gambling, you always sell something when you want. And right now, it's like I, I don't, I can't celebrate selling Kobe cards right. for high amounts. I don't feel good about it. I like the last four days, I've been cringing every time I get the call. And, and there's a lot, and you know, I try to be supportive and, and give people answers. And so, because is it, is it going to go up? And you know, I, I try to answer the question as best I can, which I think is right now you're going to see a strong surge, and, and I expect some of that will go away over time. But here's a player who, you know, he didn't have a chance to become to to, to get distance from us, to go away and, and not be remembered, to not be seen. I mean, he was there the night before uh, with LeBron, and, and it just he's still an active part. What? Uh... Again, I do some what ifs, you know, in some of these episodes. But uh, is there any chance you're going to get sold out of Kobe's? Um, I don't know because there are still people. I mean, who are wouldn't that in? be strange? People come in next week and you say, "Hey, I'm sorry, I'm sold out of Kobe's." I, I wouldn't mind that. Not from the standpoint of yeah, I, I sold everything, but from the standpoint of I, I would have to say no, and, and you know, hey, let me get you a Zion, let me get you a Nugget, let me yeah. get somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and not a bait and switch, but you know, here's somebody who's interested in collecting. And I mean, yes, I mean, I'm, I'm getting emails from people who are coming back or who have never collected before. You know, right. they're catching the bug as, as people do. I mean, I, you know, hopefully this is the reason why people come in and, and they're coming in to celebrate mm-hmm. his life and, and to, to, you know, appreciate it. Yeah, well, you're, you're a very positive person, and I think that serves you well in retail, obviously. But, you know, basically the, the, the one scenario that, that, is, uh, that is frustrating is somebody that comes into, you know, a profiteer. But what you're presenting is that, that is, there's about five different kinds of customers that could come in asking for Kobe, and only one of them is that toxic one that's trying to make a fast buck. And the everybody other four are returning target. collectors and collectors and future collectors. And, you know, so you're, you're, you're serving the people there and you're going to get an occasional 
uh, person that's going to take advantage of the situation, but it, it sounds like for the most part, you have people come in for right motives. That's it. And, and, you know, they're not just coming in. One of the cool things about a card shop is that we're a place for people to emote. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, for people to chat. I, I made a post that night, that Sunday night when I got done from the Nuggets game, and, and I put it out there for my collectors. I said, look, you know, it, it, you know I talked about my sentiments. I, I shared a story since I worked at Pepsi Center, um, a, a kind of a personal story about Kobe. And, and then I said, just at the end, if you guys have a collectible of Kobe, just post a picture of it. And, yeah. and not for sale. I mean, if you guys want to say, hey, look, this is my favorite Kobe card and, and just why it means something to you, but just add it. And I put it up there and I click send or, or, or you know, post. And I was like, man, am I making a mistake? And, and I really feel that may have been the most poignant post I've ever posted. It just because I, I get people thanking me for allowing yeah. them a chance to share their feelings and memories with him and to post a picture of their card. And I, I didn't know where it was going to go. I thought, shoot, 10 minutes later, I'm going to get some hate mail and I got to take this thing down. And, and fortunately, people were, they're looking for a place to emote. Um, yeah, you can talk to your family, you can post online. And when you have a shop, you have a community. And that's what I, that's what we have. And you, well, you want to talk to, you built it. But I mean, that's one of the, the, the big positives of social media. It does give an opportunity to, to really share good news or at least, uh, to put a, a positive spin on something that's timely and to encourage a sense of community. And I, that, that my hat's off to you. That's good. That's good. Well, Thanks. We'll just keep it going. <laughs> yeah. What uh, again? Just this is sports card insight. So, so you get sold out of a certain um, uh, base set or not so difficult uh, insert or parallel, and uh, and then you reload. Do you reload at the same price? I mean, you, like Rob Barris, do you go back in the back room and and uh, pull out some other stuff and and move it forward and put the same price, or do you put a little higher? Or, I mean, how do you? I mean, it'd be understandable, but I'm just trying to get into the the pricing. Sure. Ethics it's maybe not even an ethical issue as much as it's the way you position your business. One of the things, you know, with Kobe base cards, we have a dollar section and a quarter section. And I couldn't put any in the quarter world, but we put a lot in the dollar world. And those are okay. three and four and five dollar cards. Okay. Um, you know, if I move some of those to our five dollar case, yes, I think it's also an easier case for people to go to yeah. instead of digging through a thousand one dollar cards. Um, I, I, I can't I can't put a ten dollar card out at, at forty and fifty dollars. I, I just <laughs> I know that sounds weird. I mean, I'm a sports card guy, and I know we're either slightly above or slightly below lawyers on the food chain, but I, I just can't. I have to sleep at night, and I, I'm doing well enough where I don't have to do that. Um, I, I don't need, I, for, you know, blood diamonds. I don't need blood cards. I don't need I don't need that. And am I paying – to answer your question, if somebody comes in for a Kobe, somebody had a Fleer um, base rookie today, and I asked them what they wanted, they explained that they wanted 40 or $50, and I just shot down the last 10 items that I could find that it sold, and I said, well, they're selling anywhere between – 10 and 29. If I give you 40 or 50, then I've got a price of 50 or 60. And then, yeah. then I'm gouging. So we, we didn't make the deal. The gentleman felt good enough about his card and what I could offer that he wanted to keep it. And that's fine. I, oh man, I, I can't wait till something good happens in sports. Well, we do have a game coming up on Sunday. Um, you know, maybe at that point, people, the focus will switch to people buying a Kaepernick or more Mahomes. Well, I mean, again, we, we, uh, we're trying to keep these episodes to 15 minutes. So I, I think, uh, again, we're, we're, you know, a couple of guys here talking about an icon in our, not as much as our industry is in the the, 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 the the world of basketball that we cover and we love. And he was a beloved superstar and he's no more, but the interest in him uh, is, will be enduring whether, whether his prices stay the same or that they've spiked up, you know, those $10 cards, you can sell some of them for 50 bucks, but uh, you know, again, if you want repeat business, uh, you know, people have long memories for uh, being taken advantage of. So it sounds like you're doing a lot of things right, Mike. And, and, uh, you know, again, we're all missing Kobe. And it's, uh, uh, you know, it's like I said, it's like I felt with, uh, Roberto Clemente that, uh, you know, you're not going to get us this, uh, this, uh, amazing, uh, person to, to, uh, age, uh, gracefully, but, uh, is, is taken far too young along with his daughter and, uh, and, and others. So 
Any last comments? Um, I, well, you know, I, I don't have a strong close on this one. Just, I mean, I appreciate the opportunity to share uh, more than more than having a, a strong follow up. I just, you know, this is a tough one. I, I don't know what the right answer is, and I'm not used to saying that. But, but I appreciate the opportunity to share, and um, hopefully, there's some positive feedback from this. And, and there well, we go. I think that's good. We'll sign off for now. Again, I, I, I think Mike's right. There's not necessarily one right answer, but there's probably some wrong answers of, again, along the ways of how you would not want to be treated. Uh, and I think Mike's trying to treat people the way he'd want to be treated, kind of a golden rule thing. I, I do that in my business as well. So thanks, listeners. Again, another bittersweet episode. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode. And, uh, again, just uh, you might – it's uh, just, just a tough situation, and uh, these things happen. We we, we, we don't know why, but, um, you know, there are no certainties in life. So, again, thanks, Mike. Thanks, listeners. Be back again tomorrow. The man in the house of God.